0: Hello indoor plant fans, this is Greg Dreis, and we're here for another edition of the Indoor Gardener podcast which is brought to you by the Indoor Garden, my online plant shop at theindoorgarden.etsy.com where you can find some pretty cool unusual tropicals, rooted cuttings, succulents, and herbs. Uh, we're going to talk today about some of the common home remedies for bugs, mainly two of them, because these are the ones that come up all the time. And then we're going to talk about a systemic that's used commercially that's now labeled for food. And might shock some people when you find out about that and the importance of getting the right formulation and making the right recommendations when you're on Houseplant groups like the Houseplant Hobbyist or Raised Bed and Garden Ideas or Creative Gardening and Ideas like that. First of all, I'm, I'm not a big fan of these home remedies. You'll hear somebody come on and talk about mealybugs or spider mites and, oh, just spray it with um, rubbing alcohol or spray it with um, hydrogen peroxide. And they just say, go ahead and do this without saying how much to use and that can do a couple of things if you're telling people to use this and a lot of people say oh i'll go ahead and try that tomorrow they're they're clueless going into it because someone just said do it it works for me and you're going to go ahead and do that you don't know how much to mix so if you're going to make a suggestion online for using household remedies where you've got to mix something off the shelf please do everybody a favor and tell them to either look up the recommendation for mixing or what it is you use and where you found out that information. Because alcohol, it sounds harmless, but it really doesn't do all it's it's cracked up to be up to do. First of all, for it to be safe to use and get, get anywhere around your skin or plants, it's gotta be mixed or reduced with uh with water. To one part alcohol and nine parts water that's the recommendation from some plant experts online on how to use alcohol as an insecticide did you know that even at that concentration if it gets on your plant soil it becomes an herbicide yep you got to be careful where you're spraying it do not get it on the soil do not drench your soil with it because it comes in contact with the soil it's taken by the up by the roots and it kills plants even at the one to nine ratio. Now for mealybugs and spider mites and a couple other insects, it it doesn't do a complete control. What it does when you spray it on the bugs, it basically melts their protective coating. For instance, on the mealybugs, gets through that looks like a bunch of mycelium or cotton candy and gets down to the bug and kills it that way But what we're missing here is alcohol does not kill the eggs or the pupae, the larval stages of these insects. So you're just going to have to go ahead and keep spraying because they're going to and you'll never stop spraying. Because what's going to happen is they're going to kill the bug and not the eggs. The eggs are going to come out and hatch and you're most certainly going to miss a couple of the adults. So they're going to lay more eggs. So what it becomes is a long drawn out process with plants getting declining in health, wasting all that water, when you could just go ahead and and use a, a regular commercially made herbicide, I mean insecticide, sorry, whether it's organic or regular, and you can get rid of it in one or two treatments. So is it safe for plants? Again, when it's mixed one part alcohol to nine parts water. Above that concentration, It can damage your skin, and it's just not something you want to be using that often. So if you use it, wear gloves, spray it on the leaves, and do not get it in the soil because even at a 1 to 9 ratio, 1 part alcohol to 9 parts water, it can damage the roots, and if it gets in the soil, it becomes an herbicide. So next one is the one that I absolutely will not use on plants, and I'll tell you why in a couple minutes here, is hydrogen peroxide. Um, first of all, hydrogen peroxide is, is not stable. It basically dissipates very quickly as soon as it comes in contact with the outside world mixed with water like that. So whatever it, it, its effectiveness is extremely limited at that. Hydrogen peroxide is corrosive to the eyes. It's corrosive to your skin, mucous membranes. And even at concentrations below 10%, it's still an irritant to your skin. So if it's an irritant to your skin, what is this thing doing to your plants? And again, the subject will come up of bugs on the houseplant groups, and someone will say, well, I just spray hydrogen peroxide, then I soak my soil with it. Not telling anybody how to mix it. Off the store, off the shelf at the store, 3% hydrogen peroxide is fine. But food-grade hydrogen peroxide is 35% concentrate, and it's considered by uh, the people that test corrosives, it's considered a, a, a class 2 corrosive. Okay. Now even remember, at, at 10%, it's corrosive to your eyes, skin, mucous, membranes, and the concentration you're spraying it on your plants is still an irritant to your skin. I was reading on Apple News that a doctor actually said, why are we pouring hydrogen peroxide on open cuts? Well, it may sterilize it, but it's also damaging your skin where your skin was cut, and it's going to delay the the healing process. Hydrogen peroxide is even considered a corrosive to corrosion-resistant metals like titanium. Now, it is used in hydroponics, but here's when it's used. It's used when the crop is done. All right, you're you're done growing whatever you're growing, hydroponics, and hydroponics uses pumps and water and a lot of tubing and a lot of PVC piping. So they take hydrogen peroxide after the crop is done to clean out the, the pipes and the tubing. So if they use this to clean out the pipes and the tubing, you better be darn careful that you're mixing it at the right amount if you're trying to kill bugs and insects with it. I heard one of my hydroponic experts in a couple online groups I'm in with professional hydroponics growers that they consider hydrogen peroxide the same as a free radical in your body. It's not something that you really want to be using unless you use it right. Now I bring this up on hydrogen peroxide again because the comments come out, use hydrogen peroxide and nine times out of 10, they never tell you how much to use. So, do you have food grade around the house? Well, that's a problem because it's 25% concentrate. Off the shelf from the drugstore is 3%, but you still should dilute it. But also remember that whatever it does, its effect is going to be very, very minimal because it doesn't have any residual or staying power. So, again, you're going to kill what's there. It's not going to do much for eggs in the soil, And you're just going to have to keep on using it. And it becomes time consuming as opposed to just using a commercially made organic or standard chemical insecticide. One and done, two and done, instead of messing around with everything else. Now, the third one is everybody's saying dish soap and they mention Dawn. Well, Dawn is not a dish soap. It's a very harsh detergent. And the analogy that it's safe to use on plants is because Dawn is seen advertised on TV where they're cleaning up these poor animals that are stuck in crude oil and and sludge from oil spills. Well, they're not using it on the animal because it's an animal. They're using it to get rid of crude oil. There's a reason crude oil is called crude, because it's nasty stuff. Dawn breaks down crude oil. So what is this stuff doing on your plant leaves it's not good for the cuticle layers on your plants and it really doesn't kill anything as far as i'm concerned it's like insecticidal soap if you see the bug you spray it it smothers it but it doesn't again doesn't leave a residual behind and it's not a good thing to be spraying on your plants if you have like a, a soap soap yeah that's probably fine but anything that's a dish detergent has no business being sprayed on plants um too many times because you will end up damaging the layers of your plants and once again question will come up what do i do to get rid of bug a and somebody will say spray it with dawn and never say how much the dangerous part of that is if they say mix it with water and don't say how much someone's going to mix it too strong and kill their plants and they're going to be mad at you or if you mix it too weak It's not going to work. And then someone's going to be mad at you because you told them to use Dawn. So please, if you're going to say use this or use that, and you know from experience it works from you, please tell people how much you mix it. One part this, one part that, one teaspoon of something to a quart of water, etc. Which brings us to not a household remedy, but one of the more popular insecticides, the big one that's being... Blame for killing the bees, the, the neos, the neonics, is one that's called imidacloprid. That's the active ingredient in a lot of systemic insecticides, both ready to use sprays, liquid concentrates, and ready to use granular forms. Imidacloprid is applied to the granules and the soil drenches are applied to the soil. It's taken up by the roots, translocated throughout the entire plant and kills bugs that way. This came up on Houseplant Hobbyist yesterday, October 13th, 2022, when somebody had a problem with bugs on their indoor lemon tree, and this guy blasted out, and he says, whoa, emit a cloprid drench on the soil. And the 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 post erupted the the page erupted with people saying you can't use that crap on there that's that's too strong it's dangerous you're talking the same stuff that kills borers and trees and and everything else and the guy said yep it's safe to use i'm in the business we use it in our orchard well yes imidacloprid is listed for use on food crops and has been for about 10 years on the commercial side and just recently for consumers. But it's not your season long that you mix with a pail of water and dump at the base of your tree. That is why most applications and packaging and labels for imidacloprid or any of the systemics will probably say not for use on foods. Because here's the difference. The one that's safe for use on foods concentrate in the liquid, it's 0.235% that's safe or considered safe for using on food. Now the 0.235% you go and spray that on your trees. It's not going to kill any bugs. It's not strong enough or won't do as good a job. When you see bears, the blue bottle and it says no spraying, just mix with water and pour at the base of a tree that even in the concentrated form is pretty low for an insecticide it's 2.9 percent the concentrate that's used on non-edibles is about 12 to 13 times the strength of what's considered safe to be applied to food and again this came out in the group the guy said a soil drench of imidacloprid will get rid of all your stuff and his big mistake And anybody that's in the business should know this. It's it's just common sense that you make sure you're using the right concentration. So somebody just could have seen that. Oh, I got an indoor lemon tree. I've got aphids. I'm going to use my season long that I use outside. And then all of a sudden you're applying 10 times the amount of safe insecticide for human consumption on your lemon tree because a guy in the business on some Facebook group said, go ahead and do it. So that's why some labels will say it's okay for food for the same chemical. And then another label will be labeled differently because it's not for use on edibles. And it's too difficult to put all that information on a label of how you can dilute a 2.9% down to a a 0.235% concentrate to use on food. So folks, the, the whole reason I'm against a lot of these household scenarios and household solutions for bugs is because the information is just tossed out there and again the vast majority of the time the person saying go ahead and use hydrogen peroxide is not saying how to mix it they're not saying what strength to use it same with alcohol um, and also dawn which is a very corrosive it's a detergent And it's going to just, like, do a lot of damage to the plants. Dawn is used to remove crude oil from animals. From oil spills. It's not used on the animals because, oh, the animals are nice and fluffy little baby ducks. It's used to get rid of that toxic sludge from an oil spill. And again, it's called crude oil for one simple reason. It's unrefined, and it's just as it comes out of the ground, like, you know, tar. It's not good. And finally... A professional that's in the industry working in citrus orchards just blurted out yesterday on Houseplant Hobbyist on Facebook telling a lady to use imidacloprid drench on her indoor lemon tree, not even knowing what the lady might might or might not have had. And this, this, this person with the lemon tree could have gone out to Lowe's or Depot and just picked up the soil drench. That's 10 times, 12 times, 13 times stronger than what you're supposed to use. So it's, it's bad enough when homeowners just say, I use this and not say how to mix it. But it's, it's almost it's very unprofessional when you come out as a prof- saying you work in the industry and tell someone to use imidacloprid on your lemon trees and then not tell them, make sure you get the one that's labeled for food. So that's it for this edition of the Indoor Garden. If it works for you, go ahead and do it and if you're going to share the information please 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 tell people how strong you mix your homemade remedies that goes for dawn that goes for hydrogen peroxide that goes for alcohol baking soda anything else if you're if you're just going to go out and tell people to use dawn use alcohol use hydrogen peroxide you made as might as well and actually you're better off if you don't say anything at all because if The person you're mentioning it to takes your word and goes ahead and does it. They're going to do one of two things, most likely. They're going to mix it too strong and hurt their plants and possibly hurt themselves. Or they're not going to mix it strong enough and their plants are going to succumb. All because you, who recommended it, did not recommend the right strength, the right product, or the right label use. Now, remember, imidacloprid is strong stuff. For non-edibles, it's 2.9% strength, even in the concentrated form you mix with water. For edibles, it's 0.235. And that's why it's so important that you know what you're talking about and make the recommendations exact, because there was a professional in the business last night that just said, go ahead and use imidacloprid, which could have made somebody sick if they used the stuff for outside. For the indoor garden on the Wainwright Broadcasting Network, I'm Greg Dreis. Be sure to visit our page on Facebook, The Indoor Garden, on Facebook and our online plant shop, theindoorgarden.etsy.com. Until then, I'm Greg, and this has been The Indoor Gardener Podcast, available on Anchor.fm, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.